It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. TGIF Reds fans, welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, the Reds finally made it official and announced the Mike Mustakis deal. We're going to break it all down here in just a moment. Also, want to get into what Baseball America said about Derek Johnson and why they named him their 2019 Coach of the Year. And we've got some more stuff to get to as well on today's pack show. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Check us out on Twitter at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone, 513-549-0159. And then also check out Lockdown Reds. Dot com. So the Reds finally made it official. And it's funny because I was talking to Dave Pemberton the other day about this and that it was weird that the Reds took so long to announce it. We're like, what are they waiting for Reds Fest to officially announce this deal? But they finally made it official on Thursday announcing the Moose's deal and what the contract looks like. It's actually kind of cool. They backloaded the contract with more money in the final two years than in the first two. And actually, the amount of money that they're paying him this year is $12 million. And there's incentives and things like that for awards and All-Star Game nominations, all that different stuff. Or not nomination, All-Star Game, uh, you know, he actually makes the All-Star team. But the contract itself is pretty friendly for this season. They still structured it in a way where they can go after a lot of guys because when you just do basic maths on the deal and you divide the four years into the $64 million, you're like, well, okay, so that's how much. They actually have less than that. And by non-tendering Jose Peraza and Kevin Gosman, that saved them an estimate around 13 or $14 million. They're only paying Mike Moustakas $12 million. So if you do the math, they really didn't even take a bite out of their budget just yet. Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, that's a small brain way of approaching it. That's my small brain way of understanding it. But yeah, so only $12 million for Moustakis this season. And if uh, my little simple way of understanding things is correct, then they've still got plenty of money to spend, which is interesting because we still continue to hear Madison Bumgarner rumors, rumors Nick Castellanos rumors. Man, if they got both of those guys, holy crap, you might hear me just absolutely scream for 15 minutes on a podcast one day. All right, I won't do that to you. I won't torture you that way. But I will be super happy if that happens because that would be amazing. Anyway, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. The other interesting thing that happened was that they gave him a jersey number. They gave him the number four. No, wait. No, they gave him the number nine. I, I don't know what the deal was with that. And it's funny because it sparked a whole bunch of rumors of, oh, well, they're bringing back Jose Iglesias. They're going to give him his number four because it was reported at first that Mike Moustakis would wear number four. And then they came out 
a few minutes later and said, just announced Mike Moustakis to wear number nine. Which is hilarious because, you know, like the whole joke with Brandon Phillips a few years ago, did they get Jose Peraza's permission for that? I don't know. But the interesting thing is, and I just, because I'm weird like this, I went back and I looked at all of the number nines in the history of the Reds. Peraza was one of the longer tenured number nines, but he wasn't the longest. It's a toss-up between Joe Oliver, which most of us know because he played during the 90s and some of us were alive back then, but he was the catcher back then, or one guy that some even fewer of us might know. Shout out to those of you who do know. This guy played during the Big Red Machine era, and that is Bill Plummer. I yeah, if if you know who Bill Plummer is, you're officially an awesome person because he himself didn't have much of a career. I mean, he averaged about, you know, he he was a utility guy, you know, from his numbers and stuff. And I'm sure that there are some of you out there who are Reds fans from the Big Red Machine era and you're laughing at me right now because you're like, "Well, of course he was a utility player." But yeah, just looking at his numbers, he was a utility guy. Um but he and Joe Oliver both wore the number nine for about seven years, six or seven years, which is interesting because that is by far the most. Most players who have worn number nine in the history of the Reds really only wear it for one or two years. Will Mike Moustakas fall victim to that and only be a Red for half of his contract? Who knows? That's probably nothing. That's just a weird random thought that I had about all of that. Also, I noticed today, and it was fun because I love this company, I love this t-shirt company, but the Breaking Tea Company created a t-shirt for Reds fans for Mike Moustakis. It's an absolutely clean-looking red t-shirt with a moose in the middle, and on the moose, it's written Cincinnati. And there's like a stripe with the moose and all like surrounding the moose and stuff. Okay, describing a t-shirt on a podcast is really weird. I now understand this, but... You should go check it out at BreakingTea.com. They've got a lot of great red shirts, actually, a good selection of them. And this is just another in a long line of awesome t-shirts. I mean, they've got a uh, Cincinnati t-shirt for Nick Senzel. They've got an old Derek Dietrich shirt, Let It Fly, which, you know, if you want to be nostalgic and get that. They're the ones that made the t-shirt, the Great Bam Gino. And, of course... And this one belongs to Marty, a t-shirt that we promoted back whenever Marty was having his last uh, call for the Reds last season. But yeah, go to go over to BreakingTea.com, and it's a pretty nice little t-shirt. And actually, if you go on Twitter on the Lockdown Reds account, I retweeted that because it's a, it's a really good-looking t-shirt. And they're a great company, make great t-shirts. I'm a big t-shirt guy, so I'm all about it. Coming up, I want to talk about Derek Johnson getting Coach of the Year, according to Baseball America. also want to talk about some more rumors and fun stuff like that. But before I do, do yourself a favor and check out Away. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on during checkout. That's $20 off a suitcase at awaytravel.com slash locked on with the promo code locked on at checkout. And if you're listening on the go and you can't get to the Away website right now and check out the offer, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On Sponsors at 
LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Derek Johnson is a baseball man. That dude knows baseball. He breathes baseball, teaches baseball. He is the quintessential baseball man. And he was honored by Baseball America uh, just uh, a couple of days ago. They named him the coach of the year. Now, there was a manager of the year. They named that to Craig Council, but they named Derek Johnson the coach of the year for 2019. And we as Reds fans obviously see the reason why. We know better than most that our pitching was terrible for a handful of years before Derek Johnson got here. Then he shows up. The Reds get some good talent in the pitching rotation and the bullpen and all that good stuff. And then all of a sudden, bam. They are one of the best pitching staffs in the National League, and they're going to continue to be this next season. And Derek Johnson is a huge reason why. But I like some of the quotes that they had in this Baseball America article. They're talking about his philosophy and how he coaches because it's interesting. He was hired by the Brewers in 2015 to be their pitching coach. At that time, he was the only pitching coach in Major League Baseball who had no Major League pitching experience. That's right, Derek Johnson never pitched in the majors. He pitched in college when he went to Eastern Illinois, but he did not make the pros. He wasn't even drafted, actually. So he wasn't even in a team's farm system before deciding to hang it up. He became a coach shortly thereafter that. He coached around college. For a a while, really, he started in Vanderbilt in 2002, and before that, he was with some other smaller schools, and he helped turn Vanderbilt around. Uh, Baseball America did a really cool thing. They were talking about how Vanderbilt turned around once he got there, and then whenever he was joined by their manager, Tim Corbin, so he got there in 2002, and at that point, Vanderbilt had not made the NCAA tournament in 2020. Two years. And looking back on that, that's kind of funny because if you know anything about college baseball, you know that Vanderbilt is a powerhouse, that they are one of the marquee programs in the country right now. And you can just about count on them to be in the tournament almost every year. Well, back whenever Derek Johnson was hired, they hadn't been there in 22 years. He helped turn them around. And it, during his 10 years in Nashville, They had six pitchers get selected in the first round. Vanderbilt, before Johnson got there, only ever had one pitcher selected in the first round. Ever. Before Derek Johnson got there. Dude knows what he's talking about. And I love the quotes that they had in this article talking about, like, different philosophies he had. Obviously, the big one, the first one that they had in there said, the number one thing, and this is Derek Johnson talking, the number one thing in my professional baseball career is understanding patience. You kind of get the idea. Maybe the best approach is poking the bear, so to speak. You're giving guys some advice, and then you're putting that aside and waiting on whether they want to take that advice or not. You're trying to read people in situations. You're also putting yourself in the player's shoes. That's not always easy to do, but it's definitely a skill worth having. And, you know, there wasn't a... um, whenever he got to the big leagues, there wasn't a whole lot known about him. So you got to believe that some pro pitchers had problems, maybe not problems, but had trouble giving him total credence and giving him a lot of respect. 
and he was talking about his first year with the Brewers. He said, my first year, I made a lot of mistakes. I learned a lot about myself, about coaching at that level. I really learned how to give a great deal of respect to the guys who made it. It's really a lot harder to do than a lot of people think it is. And that's true. I mean, if you think about it, if you're a coach at any professional sports level, much less baseball, but if you're a coach at a professional level, while you are trying to help out a guy, maybe get through a slump, maybe repair his mechanics or, you know, tweak something in his game to make him better, you've also got to understand there's a reason that he's there to begin with. Derek Johnson understands this. He understands that the fact that this dude is one of 25 guys who have made the absolute highest level of professional baseball, you can't just teach him like he doesn't know anything. You can't just completely remake who he is. He's got to buy into the idea as well, and Derek Johnson understands that. So while there is all of this emphasis on the new technology and sabermetrics and all that other stuff, and I love that stuff. I love looking at it, reading about it, talking about it, all that good stuff. Derek Johnson also understands that the player has to buy in too. And, you know, I've talked with, I've had Sam LeCure on the podcast. We've talked with Bronson Arroyo. That, those weren't things that were really prominent in their game. And I wonder what they would think of pitching instruction now. Maybe that's something I'll have to ask him next time I get him on the podcast. But with guys who have had exposure to that, because there's high school kids, depending on what high school you go to. I understand there's some probably smaller schools that don't have access to this material, but there are some high schoolers that are probably going to come into this knowing full well what a track man camera is and how to adjust spin rate and all this other stuff. They didn't have that back then. And there's still some veteran pitchers in the game today that are working kind of to catch up with this new way of doing it. Derek Johnson obviously has found a way to blend that very well because he's gotten immediate results out of the Reds pitching staff. And yes, I mean, obviously it helped getting Sonny Gray. He was in the running, not like a finalist or, you know, crazy close to the Cy Young, but he was in the running for a Cy Young award. If you're a Reds fan like me all your life, or, you know, maybe you're new to the Reds or something like that, you know this, the Reds have never had a Cy Young Award winner. Maybe under Derek Johnson, that will change. And he's also got a very, very good assistant. And I've heard that from players that I've talked to and different people who are close to the organization. They believe that Caleb Cotham, you know, if something should ever happen, if Derek Johnson were ever offered a managerial position at a club and he leaves the Reds, then the Reds wouldn't miss a beat. Uh, promoting Caleb Cotham to the pitching coach position because he's right there with Derek Johnson in his philosophies and how they align. They they both work well. Very, uh, <laughs> they both work very well together. I couldn't say that right. Also, before we go, today is the beginning of Reds Fest today at 3 p.m. and going until 10:30, uh, I believe. As I look it up here on the computer, yes, 3 to 10.30 p.m. Reds Fest will be going on Friday, and then tomorrow on Saturday, 11 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. So plenty of time for you to check out your favorite players. Lots of guys are going to be there. The only ones that aren't are Amir Garrett, 
Trevor Bauer and Lucas Sims. It's a little bit of a bummer that Amir Garrett can't make it, but I'm sure, you know, he's got something else going on. That happens. Understandable. But man, it would have been awesome to meet him, get a picture with him, and uh, just, you know, tell him how awesome he is for fighting the entire Pittsburgh Pirates franchise. That was amazing. Probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, parts of last season. But I'm going to be down there both days. Going to try to be there pretty much for every minute of it. I really enjoy being at Reds Fest. Among the getting to meet players and getting to meet a bunch of different people and looking forward to maybe meeting you if you're going to be down there. Uh, Definitely hit me up. Love talking about Reds with everyone. But uh, I'm actually kind of looking forward. This is the first year that I've got season ticket uh, member benefits, so I'm going to get to check out that really cool lounge upstairs. I remember seeing it last year and was just like, man, how can I not get in there? I, I got to get in there, and this year, I'm getting in there. Gosh darn it. But I'm looking forward to the entire weekend. We'll see what it's got in store. Hoping to meet some guys. I'm going to have my recorder on me, hoping to get to talk to just about everyone that I meet. We'll see exactly what we come out of Reds Fest with. Going to be a fantastic weekend. If you're listening to this and it's already past 3 p.m. on Friday, well, hey, Reds Fest is going on. Come on down to Duke Energy Convention Center. Meet your favorite Reds players, as pretty much everybody's going to be there. Looking at the main stage events and what they've got going on, you've got the welcome at 2.30. It's from 2.30 to 4.30, so I'm not exactly sure what the welcome's going to entail, but that's what the welcome is. It's it's a two-hour thing on here. Bob Castellini's going to get up on stage and give a welcome to everybody at 5.25 on Friday. This is all on Friday right now. You've got the kids-only press conference at 10.30. I always enjoy that because you get some really good uh, questions and some pretty good answers. Depending on who's up on stage, Joey typically gives some really good answers. Last year, Amir Garrett was on stage with him, and that proved for some entertaining answers as well. He's not going to be there this year, though. And then a couple of other things are going to have the Hot Stove Report at 7.10, presented by Fox Sports Ohio. You've got the 2019 Reds Team Awards at 8.05. Those should be interesting. And then... uh, Get the cooking show and are you smarter than a Reds Heads member? All that good stuff. And then on Saturday, pretty much uh, similar things. There's going to be a what's new in 2020 at 1110. Um, you also got uh, right before that is an RBI All Star ceremony right, for RBI baseball in the city of Cincinnati. The Globetrotters are going to be around there on stage a couple of times on. Friday and on Saturday, and then you also have on Saturday another hot stove report that they will have at 11.30, that's 11.30 to noon, and there's just, there's all kind of stuff that goes on, not just the main stage, there's plenty of events to check out, you've got the poker tournament, I've never myself played in that, I'm not much of a poker player, I'll admit, I'm not very good. I usually get distracted, and I don't focus super well. Plus, I don't have much of a poker face. If I get a really good hand, you're going to know it. I'm not a great actor uh, when it comes to (laughs) all of that good stuff. But hey, there's going to be plenty of things to do. I love going to Red Swiss every year. I spend both days there. 
looking forward to this weekend. Hopefully, get to meet you. Hit me up. I'll be on Twitter. I'll be around. Probably have a beer in my hand because I enjoy a nice beverage. But that's just the way this thing goes. Red's Fest is a fun thing. I mean, as far as I know, it's the biggest fan interaction uh, convention in all of Major League Baseball. The Reds, they just know how to treat us as fans. At least as far as that's concerned. Hopefully, in 2020, they can start putting that on the field, too. And, in case you're wondering, Mike Moustakis will be at Reds Fest wearing his number nine jersey. He was in a uh, the, the introductory press conference yesterday. And uh, I thought it was funny, you know, he had his number nine jersey on and he had a button up underneath of it. I don't know. Maybe I should look official too whenever. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be in a Lockdown Reds t-shirt. So look for me as I walk around. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Lockdown Reds podcast. You're actually going to hear from me, uh, I believe on Saturday. I might get it posted. It's either Saturday or Sunday. One day this weekend, I'm going to have a Reds Fest recap with all the great goings on and hopefully a bunch of different people that I get to talk to and things of that nature. Look for that this weekend in your podcast feed. And the best way to get that without having to look it up is to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform you're using right now. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Locked On Reds. Also, save that Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Send your questions in all weekend as they come to you. Text them. Call them in. 513-549-0159. We'll do a Lockdown Reds line episode next week for sure. Answer as many of them as I can get to. So send them in. Also check out LockdownReds.com for even more content from the show. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys again this weekend. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 